Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., or 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. I pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. May God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. I speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I am constantly finding myself on the receiving end of a great gift here at the Chapel of the Cross. This gift is one that keeps on giving because it happens each week. It is something that is constant in this ever-changing world. It is a small piece of serenity for the struggling soul. It is a respite from the cares and troubles of life. It is a time of learning Seeking, questioning, struggling, fearing, praying, loving, and I could go on and on with many more adjectives. But I don't think I can adequately describe this gift. I don't think any amount of words could do it justice. I think it must be experienced. And this gift affords many of you in this room the opportunity to experience it. Many of you have a chance to receive this gift. Now I'm sure you're thinking, well, this gift seems too good to be true, so please tell us more. Well, this gift is full of valued opinions. It is full of stories. It is chock full of laughter and at times perhaps tears. This gift is like rich chocolate. It keeps you wanting more. You can start your day off right with this gift. It will leave you feeling fulfilled. And if you miss it, there is a void there as if some need has not been met. Shortly after receiving this gift, I often look forward with haste to the time when I will receive it again. This gift is one that brings long-time friends together each week and welcomes strangers and newcomers with open arms. It has been the source of many friendships, and it continues to strengthen those friendships. The gift is not only the company you will keep and the ways you will grow exponentially in the love and knowledge of God, but the gift is also the food and the conversation you will have if only you are willing to accept this gift. Now I can see it. As I look out, I can see it written on all of your faces. You all are curious as to what I am talking about and are like those in our gospel lesson this morning who asked Jesus, how long will you keep us in this suspense? What is this gift? Tell us plainly. If telling you, telling you all that it is full of valued opinions didn't already give it away, 
The gift I am referring to is the Women's Bible Study on Wednesday mornings at 9.30. (laughs) This is being recorded. (laughs) I do want to apologize to some of the participants of that Bible study who have chided me on occasion for calling it the Women's Bible Study because this group does not discriminate based on gender. Anyone is welcome to attend at 9.30 every Wednesday morning in the parish hall. And it truly is a gift to all who attend. In a few weeks, this group will begin studying the book of Exodus, and you will not want to miss it. During this past week, we were talking about communication during the Bible study. And the first question asked was, When have you felt that you were figuratively speaking a different language with someone? What was at the heart of the lack of communication? We very quickly got on the subject of spousal communication, or the lack thereof, and as the only representative of my gender in this group, the conversation was interesting. During that conversation, I think the Holy Spirit was telling me, shut up. (laughs) Do not speak. Just listen. You better not say a word. Just let me say for the record that no amount of bribing or coercing would ever allow me to betray what was said at that Bible study. But as I sat there, I marveled at how even the most intimate and long-lasting relationships can still produce a lack of communication from time to time. Communication is very intricate. It needs work and cultivating. In many ways, it is sacred. Oftentimes, we see Jesus' closest friends, those 12 men who followed Him around during His ministry, completely oblivious to what He is telling them. Even those who knew Him best had a hard time understanding Him at times. Today, in our Gospel lesson, we find others who know Jesus or think they know Jesus pretty well, once again dumbfounded by His words. These are people who have seen His works. They have seen Him in action. He has healed the sick, cast out demons, and has fed 5,000 people in front of them. None of this was accomplished behind closed doors or in the dark. It has been done in the open, during the day, in the light, and usually during a Jewish festival, which afforded many witnesses. Chapter 10 in John's Gospel is all about shepherd and sheep talk. Today, what we read and pray sounds that theme, starting with the collect, which refers to Jesus as the good shepherd of the sheep, and asks that we may hear his voice and follow him. We also sing, or our choir sung for us, that most well-known of psalms that speaks again of our Lord as a shepherd. St. Gregory of Nazianzus says, He is called shepherd because he settles us in green pastures, nurtures us by still waters, leading us hence and defending us against wild beasts. The straying he turns back, the lost he recovers. What is broken he binds up. What is strong, he watches. Using the principles of pastoral science, he gathers all of us into his heavenly fold. In our gospel lesson, 
sees Jesus once again reaching out for a pleasing metaphor that might answer some questions about his identity. However, again, we have a failure to communicate between Jesus and those in the crowd. They are hearing Jesus figuratively speaking in a different language. Why, though? Why this lack of communication? Those to whom Jesus was speaking should get this metaphor. They should get it. Shepherding is an old occupation. Many of Israel's most revered ancestors were shepherds. The patriarchs Abraham and Jacob were shepherds. King David was called by God from shepherding the sheep in the fields to shepherding God's people Israel. And Moses was keeping his father-in-law's flock in Midian when he was shepherding and saw a bush burning that was not being consumed. Seems easy to understand. They should have gotten it, or so one would think. However, I think the problem is not a lack of understanding, but it is a lack of listening. And to truly understand, you have to listen. To truly understand another person, you have to listen intently. You have to listen carefully. When I was in seminary, we called this active listening. And I have discovered that it doesn't come easily. And in many ways, it is an art only achieved through practice and experience. Through Jesus' works and his teaching, he has told them plainly already that he is the Messiah. Even if Jesus would have thrown out the shepherd metaphor and said plainly, yes, I am the Messiah, the crowd would not have accepted it because Jesus' actions and words have already spoken plainly to his Messiahship. And since his actions and words could not convince them, what else could he possibly have done or said otherwise? I think we can learn a lesson from this crowd. I think we are much like this crowd. It has been said that God does not communicate with us as he once did and as often as he once did. In a time where text messaging, emails, Twitter, the Facebooks, Insta this and Insta that and the like dominate our communication and constantly assail us with information, I think we have lost touch with the voice of the Good Shepherd. In a time when Fox News, MSNBC and the Internet have loudly proclaimed and assured us that the only way to survive is to surround ourselves with walls and weapons, we have lost touch with the still, small voice of the Good Shepherd. God still talks to us, but we do a terrible job of listening. In the noise of this world, in our fear and anxieties of the other, we have stopped listening to and understanding the voice of the Good Shepherd in our lives. We too easily forget the words our rector sends us out into the world with. Be alert and be silent, for God is but a whisper. And all too often, we look around and see the few bad things happening instead of the innumerous good things. We look for the ways that God is missing instead of the ways the Good Shepherd is present in our lives and has been present all along. We have become too much like that crowd. We refuse to listen and understand, though the Good Shepherd is still talking to us, still calling us, still longing for us.
we need to do a better job of listening to him. First, by doing a better job of listening to and understanding one another. For oftentimes, when we listen to and understand one another, we more clearly can hear the voice of the Good Shepherd calling us. Because He is calling. Are we listening? Amen.